Hi, I'm Terry Savelle Foy, and I'm so glad you're watching today. You know, you've probably heard this statement before, that the biggest push to change is being faced with reality. The biggest push to change is being faced with reality. So today, I want to talk about your financial reality. Where are you financially? And have you ever really thought about it? Have you given some thought to where you are financially? You know, I know for me personally, I had to have a major wake-up call a few years ago to just say, what in the world am I doing with my money? In fact, let me ask you a few questions that will help you get in touch with your financial reality. Listen to these. Number one, if you or your spouse lost your job, how long could you make it with no income? No income whatsoever, how long could you survive? Could you make it a full six months with no paycheck? Or what about three months? Or even two weeks? Or until Thursday? How long could you make it with no income? Number two, if your car broke down and you needed $2,500 to get it repaired, could you pay cash for it? Or would you be forced to put it on your credit card? Number three, if you were told you had six months left to live, would you be satisfied with your current financial condition? You know, would your family be taken care of? Would they have to sell the house? Would they have to pay off your debts? Would you have to borrow money? Would they have to charge the funeral cost? Just thinking about where you are financially. Are you satisfied with that? And then my last question, if you're getting close to retirement age, would you be able to retire peacefully with no financial stress? Can you simply enjoy your golden years or would you be forced to work a full-time job until you can no longer work anymore? Your answer to those questions is your financial reality. So what did I say at the beginning? The biggest push to change is being faced with reality. You know, I read where 80% of people who win the lottery file bankruptcy within five years. Why is that? Because they didn't have a plan for their finances. They just spent it all. Well, you know, the Bible tells us, God said in his word, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. But he also said in Proverbs, the wise have wealth and luxury, but a fool spends whatever he gets. Now, I don't know about you, but I was a fool. Me and my husband were fools for years. And I asked him today, I said, I hope you don't mind me talking about us being fools <laughs> on television. But you know, that's what the Bible says. The wise have wealth and luxury, but a fool spends whatever he gets. In other words, all of the money that's coming into your household is going out. The Bible says that's living like a fool. Well, just to give you a story real quick, years ago when my husband and I had been married for five years and I was pregnant with our daughter Cassidy, we were ready to build a new house, move into the home, you know, that we wanted. And we met with a builder. Now, let me just tell you, we had been married five years and in five years time, we had saved $1,000. That's it, in five years time. So we meet with a builder we're wanting to build this house so that we can have the baby, have more room. And we asked him, we said, now in order to get the monthly payments down to something that we can afford, how much do we need to put down on the house to afford these monthly payments? So he did the math and he came back and he said, you need $48,000. We said, okay. We signed the paperwork. We got in the car and we both just looked at each other like, what did we just do? We just told him we'd have $48,000. We signed the contract, meaning they're going to start the house and it's supposed to be ready in five months time. So after we both passed out, we went home and I actually printed a picture of the house and I wrote at the top $48,000. 
And then I wrote these increments down, 48, 47, 46, 45, all the way down to $1,000. Now the reason I did this was because Habakkuk says, write the vision and make it plain. So that was our vision, plain in writing. Now I made copies of it. I put one, this was years ago, back in his day runner. I put one in my day runner, put one on the desk, one on the nightstand, one on the refrigerator. We were surrounding ourselves with vision. So after we wrote the vision and we prayed over this, the next thing we did was we took that $1,000 that we had saved in five years time, took the $1,000 and we gave it to someone else. We sewed it. Now that's because my dad had taught me this powerful principle. He said, Terry, you may not have what you need, but you are never without the seed that will produce it. So if you don't have what you need, turn it into seed. So we sewed the $1,000, believe in God. Then our next step was we began asking God for God-inspired ideas to make money. We didn't just expect God to rain money out of heaven or someone to just walk up and say, here's 48,000. I mean, that would be great. But we began looking for opportunities to make money. For example, my husband, he went door to door one night. He'd work all day, he'd get home. He went door to door with a paintbrush and a little paint can and some stencil. And he would knock on people's doors and say, can I paint the address numbers on your curb for $5? Well, sometimes Rodney would come home with $25. Sometimes he'd come home with $200. And we would get that vision out and just start marking through those thousands. You know, back then, I was a ghostwriter. So I wrote two books, one for a pastor, one for a pilot. And I made like $4,000, small books. Crossed out $4,000. We had a garage sale. I taught kids how to speak French. The parents would bring the kids to my house. I'd teach them how to par français très bien. And they'd pay me for that. Then my husband went to an auction one day. He bought a pinball machine for $75, took it home, sold it for $150. Then he bought two machines, sold them, made $300, and he just kept doing this. And we were just marking through these thousands. Well, then we sold the house we were living in, made $22,000. We got down to $38,600. So we met with the bank two weeks before closing, we go in there and she adds up everything and she says, well, I just wanted you to know that your uh, down payment has come down $10,000. You need $38,000. In other words, we had more than enough to get in our house. We had $38,600. Now that is an amazing testimony to think that we went five years prior to that and saved $1,000, but then in five months we saved or raised $38,600. Now, I would love to just end the broadcast here and say, aren't Terry and Rodney amazing? Um, be sure to watch us next week. But I can't close with that because I have to finish the story. After Rodney and I moved in the house, you know, we moved in on time. Two weeks later, I had the baby. We got back into our routine, you know, of going to work, going home, all that stuff. Years went by. And guess how much money we saved? Nothing. Why? <laughs> no vision. You know, the Bible says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Well, where there is no vision for your finances, they will perish also. So I want you to get a picture of where you want to be financially. In fact, I have a little acronym I want to share with you today that actually spells out payday. And the P in payday stands for picture your future. What I mean by that is get a vision of where you want to be financially. Don't just live, you know, sporadically spending everything that comes in. No, you've got to have a vision for your finances. In fact, 
Dave Ramsey has this teaching. You know, you've probably heard some of his material. He has this teaching about the baby steps to financial wealth. And I just want to show you what they are really quick because this is an excellent way to get started getting control of your finances. Number one is he says to save $1,000. Save $1,000. Now, what does that mean? You got to get a vision for that. And the reason I printed this is because you can do the same thing. Just print it somewhere. Put it in front of you. Put it on the refrigerator. Tell the family. Dave Ramsey says, have a garage sale, babysit, mow lawns, deliver pizza, make the kids think they're going to be sold next. <laughs> Just kidding. But you've got to get serious about saving $1,000. Don't even think about your debt right now. We'll deal with that later. But save $1,000. Why? Because if something happened, you know, a dental emergency, the car breaks down, you've got some money. So that's the first vision, save $1,000. The second vision is to add up all of your debt and get serious about being debt-free. After you've saved $1,000, this is your second priority to get ahead financially is pay off your debt. And then the third vision is he says, you need to add up your monthly expenses. And let's say you spend $3,000 a month. 3,000 times six months is $18,000. He says you need three to six months of your monthly expenses in an emergency savings account. So you need $18,000. Then you would write that vision down and make it plain. So picture your future. The A stands for, let me get my pocket calculator, add it up. In other words, do you have an overview of what's really going on with your expenses, with your income? You need to know exactly how much money you bring in and how much money is going out. Now, the biggest thing is where is your money going? You know, most of us waste a lot of what we earn on small things, including myself. We don't even realize how much money we're spending on, for me, the daily burrito, <laughs> you know, the cupcakes at the mall. But all those little things begin to add up. And you've probably heard the story about the latte factor. David Bach, who wrote The Automatic Millionaire, he coined what is now called the latte factor. And basically, he was teaching a college class, and he asked this young girl, you know, well, she was talking about being out of debt, and she said, I don't have any way to pay off my debts. And he said, well, just walk me through your routine. What do you do every day? So she started telling him, I get up in the morning, you know, I work out, things like that. She said, but I go by Starbucks, I get my latte, I get a muffin, I come to class. He said, back up a minute. Every morning you get a latte? She said, oh yeah, I can't function without my latte. He said, how much do you spend on the latte? Well, back then it was $3.50. So he said, do you realize a latte a day for a month is $105. A latte a day for a year is $1,260. A latte a day for a decade is $12,600 on coffee. So think about that. You could be spending $12,000 over the past 10 years on coffee and yet maybe even mad at God because he won't show you a way to get out of debt or increase your income. We waste a lot of what we earn on small things. So my next point I want to make really quick is the why. The why stands for yearn to be debt free. Yearn to be debt free. In fact, Forbes 400, which is the richest 400 people in America, 75% of them said the best way to build wealth is to become and stay debt-free. You know, 
you have to know how much debt you have. You need to add that up. Don't be afraid to look at that number. You need to see how much debt you have and start chunking away at that debt. In fact, Creflo Dollar said one time, he said, if Jesus himself showed up in your living room today and said, how much money do you need to get out of debt? He said, if you can't answer him, you're not serious about getting out of debt. So do what you need to do. And not only that, you know, write that vision down. If it's 60,000, 40,000, 10,000, whatever it is, look for areas that you can start cutting your expenses. My pocket scissors also. Cut your expenses. You know, I just read where, think about this. Okay, I mentioned the coffee example. If you were to cut out $1,200 just from saying, you know what, family? We're drinking coffee at home just this year. We are going to commit to this. This is our discipline. We're going to drink coffee at home. We can get a gourmet coffee brand or whatever, but we're not going to Starbucks or we're not going to some specialty place. You can save $1,200 by cutting out that expense. Or pedicures. Women, I know we love these, but you know, on the low end, let's say $35 for a pedicure times 12, that's over $400. Or times five years, that's over $2,000 on pedicures and we still have calluses. <laughs> so I'm just saying, cut your own toenails this year and just say, I'm gonna cut this expense and I'm gonna save the money. You know, listen to this. They said the average family, a typical family of four eats out twice a week. Assuming an average soft drink is $1.50, that's $12 a week, $48 a month, or $624 a year on soft drinks. So you could just set a goal. Yeah, this is a discipline, but you could say, family, at home we can drink Cokes, but when we go to the restaurant, we're drinking water. It's healthy for us, and we're going to save $600 just by drinking water. So I just want you to think of areas that you can cut expenses so you can reach your financial goals. And I've got three very important points I want to make when we come back that will help you get to where you want to be with your money. I'll be right back. What is your morning routine? Make coffee? Watch the news? Cook breakfast? Well, how would you like to change everything in your life with just a few simple adjustments? Terry wants to give you the opportunity to experience greater success in your life, family, business, and walk with the Lord. That's why she's offering you the Succeed on Purpose Package. Your daily habits will determine whether you achieve your dreams or just continue to exist. And in her new message, Five Things Successful People Do Before 8 a.m., Terry will show you how 20% of your day can produce 80% of your desired results. In her encouraging teaching, Three Bones of Success, you will gain the insight and determination you need to accomplish your God-given dreams and goals. As you listen to When Payday Comes, you will discover how you can gain control of your finances and prepare for the greater blessings God has ready for you. God wants you to prosper and have success in every area of your life. Get the knowledge you need to transform your circumstances. Don't delay. Call or visit jerrysavelle.org right now to request your copy of the complete Succeed on Purpose package for only $20. You can also instantly download MP3 versions at our online store. Take the first step in growing past where you are and into where you want to be. I really want you to get this special packet. This is our last week to offer this. And I feel like I've been flying through this message, but I have it in its entirety 
in when payday comes. And then also what five things successful people do before eight o'clock in the morning. And then of course there's the, this one on the three bones of success to teach you not to give up on the goals that you're setting for yourself because you're gonna wanna quit somewhere along the way, but don't give up. So I encourage you to get this, listen to it in, it in its entirety, and then start applying it to your life. You know, I was talking about setting some financial goals for yourself to be debt-free, to build your savings account, things like that. But honestly, ask the Lord for God-inspired ideas to make money. You know, I have so many friends who do this, I do it, and they get results. Like, listen to this. One friend of mine was needing $4,000, and she didn't have a way to make money. She has kids at home, so she came up with this idea. She started baking cookies for builders who were showcasing their model homes. You know, when people walk in, they want to smell fresh-baked cookies, well, she said, let me bake the cookies and I'll sell them to you 25 cents a cookie. She did that and made $4,000 baking cookies. Another friend bred her dogs and made $2,000. I have tons of friends who've sold things online, you know, and made thousands of dollars delivering pizzas. One lady was decorating Christmas trees. She said, let me decorate the Christmas tree and then I'll take all the ornaments down, pack them up, and put them away for you. Well, so many people started saying, do that for me. She turned it into a full-time business. Um, garage sales, things like that. You know, I love telling this story about um, a little precious friend of mine at 15 years old had a dream to go to Europe on a mission trip. So she got the information, found out it was $7,000. Now, that's a lot of money to come up with for anybody, especially a 15-year-old. And she didn't have a full-time job, so she wrote the vision down, I need $7,000. She kept the vision before her eyes, praying over that vision. Well, she began looking for ideas, looking for opportunities. She taught some dance lessons and people paid her. She made some clothing at 15 and sold it. She had a garage sale. She babysat. She cleaned houses. She asked for money. She raised the $7,000 at 15 years old in 11 months. So just think of ideas that you can ask the Lord for to make the money you need to make to reach your financial goal. The D stands for do something to save. And I pretty much opened up with those comments about how long could you make it with no income. Now I'm not saying to live in fear. We are a faith ministry. But my dad even said to me, Terry, so many Christians are living by faith with no planning at all. You know, just being a wise steward with the money God gives you. What did Proverbs say? The wise have wealth and luxury, but a fool spends whatever he gets. So I want to challenge you, set a savings goal, whatever that means to you, and keep it before your eyes. Just do the math. Add up what your monthly expenses are and multiply it times three or times six and just say, okay, that's what we're aiming for. The A stands for acquire knowledge. In other words, educate yourself. Like Dave Ramsey says, if you want to be skinny, study skinny people. If you want to be wealthy, study wealthy people. But get your hands on some information. Get the CDs we're offering today and listen to them over and over. Get your family listening to them so everybody's on board with the financial goals. And my last point is you reap what you sow. The Y stands for you reap what you sow. In other words, you know, let's say you wanted some squash. Well, You've got the picture there, it's written down, here's your vision, here's your goal, but you know it's not going to do you any good for that seed to stay in the packet. It has to be sown. And here's three important principles about sowing seed. You reap after you sow, you reap what you sow, 
and you reap more than you sow. And you know, when my dad taught me this powerful principle, it doesn't make sense to your mind. But he said, Terry, you may not have what you need, the vision, but you are never without the seed that will produce it. So every time I have a financial goal in my life, I always sow a seed. And I know God has always honored that. In fact, I want to give you an opportunity right now, whatever your goal is, if you heard this broadcast today and said, I have got to get out of debt or I've got to build that $1,000, whatever your goal is, I want to give you the opportunity to sow seed towards it. Sow seed into our ministry. And there's what I want to really encourage you to do. As you make out your check or you give, however you do it, I want you to name your seed. Jesse Duplantis told me never just throw money in an offering, never just give it without thinking, what am I naming it for? So write it down. Write down what you're believing God for. Be very specific. And then when that comes into the ministry, we want to pray over your seed because every seed produces after its own kind. And remember, you reap what you sow, you reap after you sow, and you reap more than you sow. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next time. Thank you so very much for watching our broadcast. And those of you that are partners, we want you to know how much we appreciate your partnership, your faithful commitment to sow into this ministry on a regular, consistent basis. We appreciate that. And I just can't express to you enough how vital and important you are to this ministry. Thank you once again. And those of you that maybe have been blessed by this ministry, you've been taught, you've received instruction, but perhaps you've never sown into this ministry. Let me ask you to prayerfully consider doing so. Today, I want to talk to you about partnership, and I want to share with you from the writings of the Apostle Paul. In Philippians chapter 1, and Paul talks about this church in Philippi as being a partner church with his ministry. Notice he says this in verse 3, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, always making requests with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Now, what he's saying to them is this. I am deeply grateful for your partnership. You began as a partner with me from the very first time you heard me, from the very first time that I brought the good news, the gospel to you, and you've continued right up to this moment. Now, many theologians say that by the time, excuse me, by the time Paul wrote this letter to the Philippian church, that his relationship with that church was somewhere between 10 and 20 years. So what they're saying is this, you became a partner with me 10 to 20 years ago, and you have continued that partnership right up to this moment. You say, well, how do you know he's talking about partnership? Well, listen to the Amplified Version. He says, I thank my God for your fellowship, your sympathetic cooperation, and contributions and partnership in advancing the good news, the gospel from the first day you heard it until now. That word fellowship in the little Greek is also translated partnership. So what Paul is saying to them is this, you became my partner the very first time you heard me. You know, I've had people say this to me over the years, brother Jerry, I began following your ministry 40 years ago and I'm still your partner. I'm telling you, that is the greatest compliment anyone could give me. To know that you've remained my partner all these years, what a tremendous blessing. You know, and then there are others 
that say, well, Brother Jerry, I've been following your ministry for, oh, 25, 30 years. But you know, I've never sown into your ministry. Well, I'm glad it finally dawned on them because it's a scriptural thing. It's something that God expects a person to do when a ministry has instructed them, blessed them, and taught them. Then God expects you to reciprocate in the form of contributions and especially in the form of partnership. See, we consider partnership as someone that makes a commitment and is consistent with it. They're the people that help us reach the masses around the world. And I want to encourage you to do that. If this ministry has blessed you, then prayerfully become, or prayerfully consider becoming a partner. If you'd like to have more information about how you can become a partner, go on our website or call or write the ministry and we'll send you that information. And once you receive it, pray over it, ask God what He'd have you to do and become a partner with this ministry. Now, let me read this in closing. The Apostle Paul tells them in verse 7 that because they are partners, the latter part of the verse says, you are partakers of my grace. That means that whatever grace was on the Apostle Paul's ministry, his partners received that same grace. Well, those of you that know this ministry well, you know that the favor of God is on this ministry big time, and it's on my partners as well. So I believe that when you consider become a partner, you also become a partaker of the grace and the supernatural increase that is on this ministry. Pray about it. Write to me. Contact our office and consider becoming a partner. Thank you in advance. And God bless you in all that you do. And may the favor of God be on your life this year like never before. What is your morning routine? Make coffee? Watch the news? Cook breakfast? Well, how would you like to change everything in your life with just a few simple adjustments? Terry wants to give you the opportunity to experience greater success in your life, family, business, and walk with the Lord. That's why she's offering you the Succeed on Purpose Package. Your daily habits will determine whether you achieve your dreams or just continue to exist. And in her new message, Five Things Successful People Do Before 8 a.m., Terry will show you how 20% of your day can produce 80% of your desired results. In her encouraging teaching, Three Bones of Success, you will gain the insight and determination you need to accomplish your God-given dreams and goals. As you listen to When Payday Comes, you will discover how you can gain control of your finances and prepare for the greater blessings God has ready for you. God wants you to prosper and have success in every area of your life. Get the knowledge you need to transform your circumstances. Don't delay. Call or visit jerrysavelle.org right now to request your copy of the complete Succeed on Purpose package for only $20. You can also instantly download MP3 versions at our online store. Take the first step in growing past where you are and into where you want to be. Every week, Jerry Savelle Ministries International is making a powerful difference in the lives of people around the world. But that's only possible because of the financial support of friends like you. That's why we'd like to invite you to join us as we continue to take the power of God's Word to a global audience in such great need. So call the number on your screen to discover more about Jerry Savelle Ministries today. 
Both Jerry and his daughter, Terry Savelle Foy, invite you to explore our other ministry resources on the web at jerrysavelle.org. Join us again next week as you continue your journey to discovering God's blessing in your life, where God can transform your circumstances and you can discover your destiny.